entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, there is one party that claims over and over and over again that they love people, they love the children, uh, they love women, and anybody who disagrees with them, just bigoted, horrific child abusers that hate women. Uh, But the facts say differently. Let's talk about the border situation. According to Amnesty International, 60% of the women and girls who make the trek to the U.S.-Mexico border are raped as they come over the border. They are raped by the cartel. As Senator Ron Johnson said, how do you think young women pay their five, six, seven, eight thousand dollar human trafficking fee? I think we all know there are rape trees now in America. Rape trees where the attackers take the women and rape them and then put their undergarments on the tree like a trophy. So many rapes are being um, attributed now to illegal aliens. Are they all rapists? Well, no, of course not. They're not all rapists. But we don't seem to care about it. We don't seem to be doing anything about it. I go back to that 10-year-old girl that had to have an abortion that the president used in a despicable way. This story gets worse. I'll give you the update in 60 seconds. So retirement. Retirement is, uh, you know, it's the only word that there is no replacement for in Hebrew. There is nothing in Hebrew, God's language, retirement. We're meant to work uh, our whole lives, I think. But it's been very nice to have retirement, especially for our parents and our grandparents. And, you know, I dream about retirement, although I think I'd be miserable on it. Um, retirement is is uh, is disappearing for a lot of people right now because of what's happening with their 401ks and what's happening to the stock market. Also, what's happening with inflation. We're now at 9.1% inflation rate. Gold and silver can be a great conservative way to keep what you've worked so hard to earn and save to keep what's yours, yours. The prices have recently pulled back a little, but the market experts still see huge upward moves on the horizon. Hedge fund manager uh, Seth Klarman just revised his gold target up to $2,500 an ounce in the next 12 months. Please do your own homework and find out if gold or silver is right for you. Find out today how to receive 6% in free promotional medals when starting a new IRA or adding to an existing account. 6% adds up quickly. So don't sleep on that amount. Gold or silver, find out now. Get the best deal you can at goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. So there was a uh, story out this weekend. Where was it? I may have thrown it away. Uh, There was a story out this weekend about all of these people in conservative media that... uh, that just didn't buy the story of the little girl in Ohio, uh, 10 years old, that had to go across state lines, and they were asking questions about it. So somebody on the left 
actually took the time to go through all of the shows. I mean, conservatives that I've never even heard of. All of the podcasts, all the shows and everything else, just to compile a list of those people that said that it never happened. Well, uh, I never said it didn't happen. I said it doesn't make any sense. Megan Fox is an investigative journalist. She is the author of Believe Evidence, and she works at PJ Media. And she was one of them that said it didn't make sense. Uh, She didn't say that this child doesn't exist. She said, if this child exists, why don't other things exist? For instance, a police report for the rape of a 10-year-old. Megan Fox did all the hard work. Uh, and uh, she's here to tell us an update. Hi, Megan. How are you? Good, Glenn. How are you? I read that article, by the way. It was hilarious. (laughs) Hilarious. I mean, (laughs) look at how long they had to spend. How much time did they spend doing that? My gosh. And when they come up with quotes from me, it's like, yeah, well, I, I still stand by that question. I still stand by it. I stand by every question that I ask. We, the American public yeah. deserves to have reporting that is not based on one single source and that is corroborated and backed yes. up by facts. Without digging into what we did, we would, now, we would not know, and I agree with Ann Coulter, who says there's no way they would have reported that an illegal alien raped this little girl. Well, now we know that and we no. continue digging, which is what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, there are so many stories, Megan, that just you, you read them and you're like, something's not right here. And I don't know what it is. I mean, the story could have been that she didn't exist. The story could have been uh, that the rape was made up because there's no police uh, filing. Story could have been a million different things. But we read these stories every day and you're like, something's missing here. This doesn't make sense the way it is. And nobody's doing follow up work to find out what that is. Thank God for you. So tell me the update on what has happened we found out last what was it thursday or wednesday that this girl does exist she was raped she didn't need to go across state lines but there was some confusion on that um and uh she was raped and the police knew about the rape on january 2nd but didn't do anything about it until when was it june june 22nd 22nd July 6th, he told them the identity. July 12th, they arrested the guy the day after the Fox News blitz. Um, Here's here's the update. Uh, We also learned on Thursday because Telemundo is doing amazing investigative work. Telemundo is like the is all over it. They found the mother. They interviewed Mm. neighbors. They corroborated that this is the mother of the child. She has other children in the home. Uh, The mother is is denying the police narrative. The police. Uh, testified under oath in court on Wednesday that the report was made by the mother. The mother told Telemundo on Thursday she did not make a report and she doesn't believe that Gerson Fuentes, her boyfriend, is responsible for this rape. The mother is also pregnant with Gerson uh, Fuentes' next child. Um, and she is, so she's denying this. The big question I have after seeing that was, oh my God, did Franklin County DCS take custody of these children? Because this mother Thank appears you. to not believe 
that this that this happened. So, uh, okay, so, on Thursday, the same day that came out, Glenn, I sent a FOIA request to Franklin County DCS just asking them to confirm, did you take custody of the children in this home on June 22nd when you got this report or didn't you? I was told that day on uh, July 14th, we or on July 15th, the very next day, they responded the next day. They said, uh, we're forwarding your request to our legal department. I followed up on the 16th. Has anybody responded? No. I called this morning. I just got off the phone with legal before coming on with you. They said, oh, we didn't get your request. I said, okay, fine. You don't get my, here, tell me now, is, are the children in the custody of the state? And I got the longest pause you ever heard. And then the response was, I don't have any information on that. And I will oh get it to you as soon as I can. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, so help me out on this. Because, honestly, um, one of my producers, uh, Tiffany Siegel, she was a great producer, worked with me for a long time. Such a good mom. Um, I don't remember what happened, but it was perfectly logical. And, you know, no charges were ever, ever, even nobody even thought about her not being a great mom. Her, I think her son broke her, his arm or something, had to go to the hospital. Um, and they were asking questions, you know, uh, what about mom? Were you there? No, the nanny was there. I was at work. Um, and DPS had to come in and, uh, almost took her child, but had to meet with her once a week for, I don't know how many months to make sure that everything was good. And she was distraught like crazy having somebody question her and her then feeling like, Maybe I'm not a good mom. They take kids away from people in a heartbeat. This man, for nothing, this man uh, allegedly, she was pregnant, was sleeping with the mother. She's pregnant. Why wouldn't they take this child? Why why wouldn't they make sure that the children are safe? It doesn't no make sense. sense. Glenn, I, I spoke to two sane nurses from different states. Those are sexual abuse nurses uh, who are experts in this field. They, two of them, both told me there is no way that a pregnant 10-year-old leaves the hospital in the care of the people who brought her there. Uh, as soon as that report is known, as soon as someone does a pregnancy test on a 10-year-old, that child is going into the custody of the state. That is the protocol. Now, I looked up Ohio's sexual abuse right. protocols. And it, it appears to corroborate what the same nurses are telling me. I also spoke to a 38-year um, veteran of a homicide police force in, in Florida who contacted me to say, this story doesn't add up and I want to talk to you. So I, I talked to him this morning and he said, the probable cause for this is off the charts to arrest this man immediately. There was no need to wait six days after the child says, you know, he hears the guy. And he also said if DCS was involved in the beginning, um, again, they could have taken the children immediately. And, and we don't know if they did or not because they're not talking. Again, Glenn, this is what caused the whole problem in the first place is authorities not talking to press when they are asked specifically. DCS in Franklin County has had three days last week and all weekend to come up with a statement for the public. I asked the legal department just now on the phone, do you have a statement for the public about the safety of these children? Her response was no. 
I have no comment. We will try to answer your questions as soon as possible. What are they waiting for? Why would they even take your phone call? uh, And, uh, I mean, they had to know what you were calling about. They had to have known. Um, So... So I just want to make sure I have this part of the story right. He confessed to the rape, did he not? Well, that's the police. That's what they said. Okay. So uh, according to the police, he confesses and they send everybody home back to the same house with the mom denying it. No, wait. He didn't confess until they picked him up and arrested him. That's on the 12th, okay? She told the police on the 6th that he did it, but they didn't arrest him or even question him until the 12th, after the Fox News thing, after all the public pressure. Why? The question is why? What happened in those six days? I want to know. And I think the public deserves to know. What, is the, what are the Columbus police doing, and why did they do it? And when did they know? Uh, you know, it, it appears they knew on July 6th, according to court documents, that this was the guy. They didn't need so uh, what, DNA so, to pick him up. Megan, I can't think of anything. I, I mean, I can't even think that it's incompetence. It involves too many people for incompetence. What do you think is happening here? How, how do you I don't how know. Can they explain I, this? Glenn, I have covered I have covered child services for the last ten years. CPS outrages. Okay, I have never ever discount incompetence where these people are concerned. Kids fall through the cracks all the time, and some child services agencies are used as weapons against parents who have done nothing for no reason. I covered a story about Adam Lauer. In, in New Mexico, who lost his children for 11 months on one vindictive teacher who was retaliating against him for complaining about her. She made up fantastical sexual abuse claims that she said his four-year-old said. It never happened. There was no evidence, and he lost his children and his career for 11 months. This case, we have all the evidence. A pregnant 10-year-old is evidence. That's probable cause. Uh, there is no reason why the county shouldn't have acted quickly. And maybe they did. But why didn't they? Why aren't they telling us? Why don't they have a statement prepared? How come Columbus police don't have a statement prepared? The other thing that the 38 year veteran of the homicide force that I talked to today said was the way they're dealing with the media is so highly unusual. All police departments know you get out in front of these things. When you have something go national, you get out there, you hold a press conference, you tell people, here's what, we, here's what we can tell you. We can't tell you these other things, but we can tell you what we did, uh, at least in uh, a- X, Y, So that we assure the public that we are doing do we, our job. Real quick, and I have to take a break. Um, is mom here legally or illegally? That has not been confirmed uh, that I know of. Telemundo has not confirmed what her status is. Um, I did find out, though, from the police expert I talked to that immigration status should not affect how protocols are put into place. Uh, oh, no, no, no. They should be. Tr- oh, I know. Should be treated the same. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm just wondering. Um, I'm just wondering if 
is the reason why I know it's supposed to happen for anybody. It's supposed to happen this way, but I'm wondering if that's why um, at least the media is being handled the way they're they're handling you and others. Megan, thank you so much. Please uh, fill us in on anything else that comes up. We'd love to talk to you day to day to find out and keep following this story because uh, something will, is Thanks really wrong much. in Ohio. Thank you. Bye bye. Megan Fox from PJ Media. All right, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It's the Tuttle Twins books. You know and I know our freedoms are under attack. And socialists have been winning for a long time because we haven't been paying attention. And there is absolutely no way for our republic to survive, our way of life to survive, without knowing our history. Our history is being erased in real time. It is so critical that our children are raised, they're raised on the truth, and they understand why our country is remarkable, our actual history, why our form of government is inspired and has inspired the entire world. Those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Uh, And we don't know history. So please, there's a new 240-page fully illustrated book from the Tuttle Twins, and it is inspiring Your kids will love it. It's not about dates and names and memorizing the, you know, the, why was the War of 1812 uh, fought? We don't know that. When was the War of 1812 fought? That's what you're told. You don't know why the War of 1812 even happened. This book cures this, and it is a great book from the Tuttle Twins. Find it at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. They're having a America History book launch this week. You can get a preview of a free sample chapter so you can see for yourself why it's needed and how good it is and why it's crucial in the here and now. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Please get this for your family now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. What is up with this story, Pat? Do you have any any theory, any thought? What's up? Why is this happening? I, I, I imagine the illegal status or the status of their citizenship has something to do with it. Uh, and I, it's, it's there's different sets of rules for illegal aliens than there are for American citizens. We've seen that time after time after no, time. There's- not with not with rape and things like this you know the problem is is in south america in south america and in mexico it is not necessarily frowned upon for an older guy to marry a young girl um the culture is is backward in in our perspective i mean i want to be respectful because all cultures oh, sure, are, are equally valid. as great yeah um yeah but this is not unusual in a uh latino south american uh country 27 not the part a 27 year old man and a nine-year-old girl not with a that, 10 no no yeah no, no, no. not that not that but a but a 27 year old with a 14 year old right 15 right. that's 
But this, right. I mean, this even defies the logic of this oh, South yeah. American cultures, because uh, this is just yeah. plain and sick. The, and that, I'm not saying that, yeah, and the culture is not raping and, right. and everything else. That's right. not the culture. Um, it's just that it's it's like Jerry Lee Lewis, yeah. you know, yeah. when he married his cousin who was like 16 and, and he thought that was normal. Uh, so there's a huge cultural difference here. And I find it fascinating that Telemundo is the one that mm -hmm. is actually working with Megan, the only two that are working this story, to get to the bottom of it. American press, they don't seem to care. They don't seem to care. And maybe because it is a cultural thing. At least that maybe that's the way mom sees it, but not the way most Hispanics will see it, and not the way most people will see it. Back in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. Time we fight back against what the woke mob has planned for this country. We fight with our votes. We fight with our ideas. We fight with our dollars. We have never been a group of people that fought with our dollars. That's the left. Cancel culture. I don't like it. I like going for people who, um, you know, are decent, uh, make a great product, and sell it at a great price. I, I like the market working. Um, however, I can't take these woke companies anymore because they despise us and they are working against us. It's not like what just what they believe. It's what they do. Verizon is a phone company that is spending all kinds of money uh, helping Planned Parenthood. No, thank you. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative phone provider, and they are on the front lines fighting. Plus... They have exceptional service. They're on the same cell towers as everybody else. They have uh, plans to fit any budget. 100% uh, U.S.-based customer support team. Excellent personal service. Switch now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcasts. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you missed any of the podcast today, you got to go back and listen to it. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and uh, make sure you rate and review. It helps other people discover the show. So you can do that wherever you get your podcast. Today, we started with uh, the, the Bastille uh, uh, celebration that happened at the French Embassy. And... Uh, we sent uh, two guys in in dresses, uh, and that was uh, so that was exciting. We talked about that. We also talked about the idea of a good Samaritan. Um, the press, Good Samaritan, is actually trending right now on Twitter um, because so many people on the left say that a good Samaritan wouldn't shoot someone. This is in reference to the mall shooting that was happening yesterday. The guy shot about. 20 rounds uh, and somebody in the food court at this mall had a gun, pulled it out and shot and killed him before he killed more. So four dead, including him total. Well, he was called a good Samaritan. No, say those Bible thumpers on the left. That's not a good Samaritan. A good Samaritan would never kill someone. Um, so I wanted to reach out 
because maybe I misunderstood the whole idea of the Good Samaritan. Um, uh, Todd Wagner is the former pastor of the Watermark Community Church. Uh, he is, I think, I, I've called him once uh, America's pastor. He is cut from the same cloth as those founding pastors. Um, he doesn't just leave the Bible out there to hang. He actually shows you how it relates to today's world and, and our lives. You can follow him on Twitter at Words from Wags. Todd, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Glenn, Glenn, it is great to hear your voice, and uh, I really appreciate your desire to help people reflect on and think about what a good Samaritan is and have this conversation. Yeah, okay. So, so Todd, uh, a good Samaritan, for those who don't know, tell the story quickly, and then let's get into would this Samaritan kill somebody if they were if their lives were threatened okay well uh let's let's walk through this real quick so the story comes in luke chapter 10 if you have a bible i'd encourage you to go read it and it actually comes right after jesus having some interactions that are frankly pretty awkward with uh leaders in his society and it it, the, the premise of the story of the good samaritan was uh somebody who was trying to kind of bring to chaos and controversy based on some things that Jesus was saying, just confronting people in the way they were interpreting the scripture. And somebody then said, wishing to justify himself, this Pharisee said to Jesus, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. So let me just do this real quick, Glenn, because most people miss this. I'm going to tell you the purpose of the Good Samaritan story was really Jesus used an example of a person that to a Jew, some of those hated people in the world were the Samaritans. Mm-hmm. And so to put the adjective good before Samaritan was just unspeakable and unthinkable. It would be like a good terrorist if you said that on September you know, 12th, right. 2000. And, and, right? You just wouldn't even say that. And, and what Jesus does is he goes out of his way to say, hey, let me just tell you, you want to justify yourself? There is no way that you can do anything through your own good works to justify yourself. And he tells this crazy story about a guy who didn't just help somebody who was beaten up by robbers and left in a ditch, but a man who goes through extreme personal sacrifice and significant amount of, uh, of resource. What he does is so exceedingly and abundantly beyond what anybody would do to help somebody in a crisis that anybody who hears the story of the Good Samaritan would say, well, who would do that? There's no way I'm that good. Jesus is actually telling the story of the Good Samaritan to tell people that you can never be good enough to earn your way into heaven. But what he is telling people is you do have a responsibility to care for others. And nobody does that as well as we should. In fact, if you want to know the, the truth, the only really, quote unquote, the hero of the Good Samaritan story is Jesus. He's the one that, though he was rich, for our sake became poor, that through his poverty, we might become rich. Now, here's the question of the day. Should we use the term Good Samaritan of this individual who lawfully carrying, I think, in Indiana just a couple of weeks ago, allow concealed carry to happen? Yeah, he was carrying it legally and lawfully. Yeah, and, and, uh, and honestly, I'm just going to be truthful with you. I don't care if he was carrying it unlawfully, and he saved the life of my family who was in that food, food court. I'd have been grateful. But the fact is, Indiana, I think, did just allow the concealed carry uh, you know, uh, law to pass. And because of that, an obviously unwell individual, a mentally ill individual who went into a food court and, and sought to destroy and care people had somebody there who did not consider himself uh, more important than others, put himself at risk by engaging this mentally ill person and thankfully stopped him from doing more evil. So let me just say, 
I don't know if good, the Good Samaritan is the right story to even talk about here, but I would just say this. This was, a good, this was a good man who stopped evil. Good men stop evil. You and I both are, are, are fans of the Founding Father and the, the men that influenced them. And the great quote by Edmund Burke from England is very, very true, that all is, that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. And this good man did something. And, you know, I, I, let me give you some other scriptures that I think would inform us that we can be thankful well, for this guy. You hey, know, go ahead. Hang on, because I, I have another question, and you would probably be best to answer it. It's my understanding. I think he should be called not a good Samaritan, but a peacemaker. But they would have a problem with that. But if it, if yeah. if I have this right, um, and you you can confirm or d- deny this, maybe I have it wrong. But in Hebrew, shalom, peace. That is that is shalom is uh, peace by crushing the head that creates chaos. So by destroying the the head of chaos, you are actually a peacemaker. So I think this guy should be called a peacemaker. I, I, well, I don't have any problem with that. I mean, he did limit evil. And, and some people are going to say, hey, a good Samaritan saved somebody who had been beaten by evil men. He didn't kill somebody who was evil. I, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. We don't know this. That's an argument from silence. Jesus is telling a story, again, I think, to establish that no man can establish his own righteousness, but that there are things that righteous men do. But, but, but more than that, I, I think that what righteous men do is they put down evil. That's what the proverb says. Deliver those who are being taken away to death and those who are staggering to slaughter. Hold them back. If, if you see trouble happening and you run away because you care more for your life than for others, that's not, that's not what heroes do. It's not what peacemakers do. We have to um, we have to go to war against evil. And sometimes that means we put ourselves at risk. I just, you know, when you said peacemaker, I just thought, I, I believe the gun that ruled the West in the old days was called a peacemaker. How well, could that's you what possibly we call our, yeah. make a weapon of war? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's what we call it. What, um, what we call so, our officers peacemakers. That's right. And I, I, you know, let me just yeah. say this again. What's going on is that everybody is so we have a country that has lost its way. Right. Let's just quote another founding father. Our Constitution, Adam said, is not made for an immoral and irreligious people. And so what's happening is our country becomes increasingly immoral and irreligious is we start to uh, we, we want solutions and uh, and, and what people will do is they'll give away their freedoms thinking it's going to be a solution, but yes. they have not thought through this. Our, our founders know, I mean, our Bible teaches that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, which is why we have to have checks and balances. And a government big enough to give you everything you want, quote unquote, peace, is a government to take away everything that you have. And we, ha- we cannot keep giving away our freedoms. We don't have a gun problem. We have a sin problem. And, and, and yeah, we. And, and, it, yeah. It's it's amazing to me that we are we are looking at this um, issue and people can't see that when a when a group of people don't self regulate because they don't answer to anybody and they just stand on rights and no responsibilities at all we're done. I, I was talking earlier this morning that you know it was Jimmy Carter that gave us the phrase of uh, first responder. He's the one who popularized it. Um, we are the first responders. We, that is the point of our country. We are in charge of ourselves, our, our family homes. We then give and loan some of these rights. 
to uh, our city and state and federal government that belong to us, but we just don't have the time to do all of these things to protect these rights. We're the first responders, and we've completely lost that. We have no self-regulation and nobody who is going to say, hey, knock it off. You're exactly right. And that's why, Glenn, one of the things I appreciate about your show is you're not just doing commentary, but you remind people that, that our problem is a hard problem. And the only thing that will make people open to tyranny is fear and chaos. And it's why our Lord's most spoken words were fear not. And he wants to bring shalom. He wants to step on the head of the serpent. And what's going to step on the head of the serpent is not disarming all men. It's going to be stepping on the sin which rules in our hearts. And that's why Jesus said, come to me, all you are weary and heavy burden. It doesn't say run to Congress and make more laws. It, it, we're going to have to, and we're, we are, we're going to continue to give away freedoms if we don't learn to self-regulate. And, and so uh, to your point, Glenn, our job, uh, that's why the very first thing you brought up, uh, Shalom, with great Hebrew words. So let's talk about the very first thing a good young Jewish child learns, which is the Shema, which says, you shall love the Lord to God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And the words that I'm commanding you shall be on your heart and you shall teach them diligently to your sons and talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk in the way and when you lie down and rise up. And we have failed to do that. And because of that, we have individuals that are rising up and using guns to do evil, cars to do evil, bombs to do evil. And uh, what we cannot do is take away the ability of good people to counteract that evil with free speech and with when necessary, uh, put them down. I think that good Samaritan, this is me speculating, had he shown up when those robbers were beating that guy in a ditch, I think he would have uh, engaged them. And that's exactly what that guy did. In the yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we're talking to Todd Wagner. Um, Todd, I, I, I want to ask you one last question because I, I, I subscribe uh, to words from WAGs. So I see you and I see the lessons that you're teaching and and I so appreciate them. Um, but you are kind of outside of a church uh, now. You're kind of, you're doing your own thing. And I think our churches have really let us down. Um, it is, there's a movement coming and a movement already here, an awakening that is beginning. But um, it seems as though many of our churches are asleep at the switch and they're afraid. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I've said this often. I was asked to speak somewhere, and I was asked to speak on the topic of the greatest evil in America, Glenn. And I don't think it's the progressive left. I don't think it's the pro-choice movement. I don't think it's the confused uh, transgender uh, community. I think it's a weak and feckless church who who has stopped loving people. Mm. They 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 uh, stopped preaching the truth of God's word. I was so discouraged. You know, I, I did a deal called uh, Real Truth, Real Quick. And one of the things I was going to do this morning when I heard you wanted to talk was go back and watch a real truth real quick I did on should a Christian have a concealed handgun license? And the individuals at the place, the church that I used to be at apparently that uh, helped me produce that, decided that that was no longer worth having up and took it down. Now, uh, you know, there are others they've left up, thankfully, but I don't know why they took that one down. Hopefully they'll hear this and put it back up because I try and give biblical solutions to real-world problems. And, um, you, should, and, uh, and I, you should recut it. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I will. I, I, I probably need to go back and uh, recut a number of them. L- luckily, um, mm-hmm. you know, there are other ones that are that are still up that, that are helpful and that even speak, you know, the topic that we're talking about today. But, uh, Glenn, I just really appreciate what you're doing. I'm glad folks are listening to you. 
Uh, we can't grow weary in doing good, people. We've got to continue to speak the truth in love. And I do think that we have a problem in the church, and our pulpits have got to get back in the game. Uh, Todd Wagner, former pastor of Watermark Community Church. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, Words from Wags. Um, thank you so much, Todd. I appreciate it. God bless you. Glenn, great to be connected. Have a great day. Thanks. Back in just a second. Um, Dennis Black walked into my office. He's a naturopathic doctor. Um, and uh, he walked into my office and he said, I think I can really uh, help your dog eat. And I'm like, uh, is this the rough green stuff? As we had been advertising rough greens. And I said, I haven't tried it with my dog yet. And he said, would you just try it? He said, I think you're going to see a big difference in your dog. Uh, and he said, uh, you know, and he'll eat. And that was the hardest thing. Uno could, I mean, he just would not eat, wouldn't eat. You had to hand feed him. It was awful. Um, and we tried everything. Dr. Dr. Black was exactly right. He changed our lives as a family and he changed my dog, Uno. And Uno is happier and healthier than I think he's ever been. It's rough greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on the dog food, chock full of vitamins and minerals and probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's in there. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog, your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back. They're going to give you the first trial bag. It's a little bag that the the dog can eat because if, if he doesn't like it, then you know you, you don't want to waste money. So it's free. You just pay for shipping. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash back, roughgreens.com slash back, or 833-GLEN-33. The Glenn Back Program. Oh, man. Somebody who has been nominated now for NCAA uh, Woman of the Year. Right. Leah Leah Thomas. Oh, is it Thomas Thompson? Uh, Leah, Leah Thomas. Thomas. I didn't know this until Love. today, but uh, Leah mm-hmm. went back. I don't want a dead name, Leah, so I'm not going to say Leah's oh, don't do that. male name. Don't do it. No. But when Leah was a biological male, uh, Leah was yeah. ranked as the 462nd best male swimmer uh, yeah. in college. Yeah. You know what uh, Leah You didn't is, know that. No, I didn't know that. You know what Leah huh. is ranked as as a female collegiate swimmer? A number yeah, one. Number one. Number one. The yeah. best yeah. women swimmer. I don't know what it college. is. Have to convince more average males to switch and become a female because <laughs> somehow or another they just start swimming faster, Pat. Right. Running just, faster, swimming they faster. Buckle down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just get the job done. So, uh-huh. woman of uh-huh. the year. Woman of the year. Well, said Leah, so, so, so very good. happy for yeah. all women. All women. Because I know all women, all the other swimmers, they love this. They're with it. You they're with it. it. Yeah. Got it. This is the Glenn Beck Program.